Renovating your home to make it more energy efficient has great potential for the climate and for your wallet. I'm Hermine Doncel and I'm back for this new season of your Net Plus Green Deal podcast. Did you know that the building sector accounts for 40% of all European energy consumption and that it is also the biggest source of the bloc's greenhouse gas emissions as it generates 36% of its carbon emissions? So it goes without saying that the European Union will not be able to achieve its Green Deal climate ambitions of cutting 55% of its greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 without ensuring this key sector plays its part. That is why Brussels has come up with the idea of a deep and comprehensive renovation wave across Europe, with a view to reducing buildings' greenhouse gas emissions by 60%, their total energy consumption by 14%, and energy consumption for heating and cooling by 18%. Right now, members of the European Parliament are discussing a new legislative text that aims to increase the rate of building renovations. And since about 90% of today's buildings are expected to still be standing in 2050, there's no way of avoiding getting our hands dirty if we want to change the direction we are headed. In this episode, our journalists from across the EU have been meeting citizens in several EU member states to understand how people are surfing the so-called renovation wave. And we start in the Baltics. In Lithuania, most residential buildings were built before 1993. Their energy efficiency is therefore extremely low. Is demolishing them not the best option then? rather than going through the hassle of renovating. Dr. Jozas Bielskus from Vilnius Tech University's Department of Building Energy explains why this is not, for the most part, the most suitable and sustainable solution. Auguste Libiraite shares the interview. It is really not worth demolishing a house that can still be used for a reasonable length of time, for example, for another 20 or even 50 years. In this case, it is better to modernize. Modernization will definitely be cheaper than demolition. And with demolition, we face a situation where people have to be evicted when buildings are demolished. They may need compensation, and they may not be satisfied with that compensation. They will not be able to purchase a similar level of housing. This is one key issue. But in principle, every case needs to be looked at at its own merit. If there is a building of really bad quality, one that is not serviceable, that is already dangerous and health hazard, then yes, such buildings should be assessed and probably even demolished. According to Dr. Bjerskus, Lithuania's renovation wave is only just beginning to gather momentum, no doubt aided by the current energy crisis. The building energy expert adds that with about 12% of its residential buildings modernized, Lithuania is not far from the overall EU average. Yet, the fact is that not all European citizens have the same awareness of the need for renovations. For example, according to a Eurobarometer survey, while energy efficiency is a hot topic in Germany, and people in Spain and Bulgaria show some understanding of the different concepts it involves, those in France and Poland have very little understanding of terms such as zero emission or neutral house. In fact, our next stop is Poland, where Polskie radio journalist Katarzyna Zeman has met with Dorota Bartosz of the Polish Association for Ecological Construction. She deals with the modernization of buildings in Poland 
and she sounds the alarm. Modernizacja zasobów budowlanych zaczęła nam się już praktycznie 30 lat temu, natomiast... Poland began modernizing its building stock almost 30 years ago, but all studies and analysis show that this rate of building modernization is far too slow. And this does not only go for Poland, but for the entire European Union. Because right now, the rate of modernization is just 1%. And in order for us to achieve climate neutrality in 2050, not to mention the 50% in 2030, we must implement measures to accelerate the pace of modernization. More stringent requirements and voices tell us that we should be modernizing at a rate of at least 30% per year. Whether in Poland or in Spain, in Lithuania or in Belgium, even when people want to renovate their homes, they face a range of hurdles, be they financial, administrative or social in nature. Let's start with money. It is clear that not everyone can afford the large investment needed. But Dubravka Spancic, a municipal employee in Pakrac, Croatia, who has energy retrofitted her house and added solar panels to the roof, reminds us that solar panels eventually pay for themselves. We have been both producers and users of our own electricity for the past year. Now I must say that so far this year we have not paid for any electricity, which usually before was sourced from the energy provider. This means that we have not consumed electricity from the grid. We have produced enough by ourselves. We are very satisfied, not to mention the fact that the impact is extremely great. It's a nice feeling to bask in the sun when we are outside and to turn on the air conditioner, stove and boiler when we are in the house and know that this does not cost anything. In truth, we are enjoying the sun. Red tape and bureaucracy can also hold people back, for instance, when permits are demanded or loans required. Back in Lithuania, administrative hurdles and skepticism towards modernization hamper the process considerably, says Dr. Bierskus. The main problems are administrative. For example, maybe people would like to receive greater compensation from the state. This is one element. The second thing is how to persuade people. If people want it, people want it and modernization will happen. But if they do not want it, the state and the city are really not pushing it very hard yet. Yes, there are other problems. The cost of investment projects seeming too expensive and too big. They may even be stories that prompt people not to want to renovate. For example, they did it here and we saw a lot of low-quality deconstruction. They may be put off. Nevertheless, it is still necessary to modernize. Finally, people may be put off by smaller stumbling blocks, making sure neighbors agree with the work, finding a reliable and affordable contractor, the mess and maybe even the need to find somewhere else to live while the work is carried out. Whether you are prepared to overcome these hurdles will depend partly on whether you are homeowner or a renter. Homeowners are generally more motivated, as are higher income households and households with children. Finally, people living in rural areas appear more willing than city dwellers to carry out renovations. When the latter do so, their main motivation seems to be to reduce noise. The EU's 2020 renovation wave text was drawn up with a view to removing some of these stumbling blocks that dissuade citizens from undertaking renovation work. One of easing the burden is by setting one-stop shops 
in other words, intermediaries who can help owners plan the refurbishment of their building and accompany them throughout the renovation process. Another avenue being pursued by the EU is the provision of financial support, including soft financing and tax incentives. Denmark has already taken the initiative in this area, an initiative praised by Dirk Mobas from German Energy NRW. In this interview by Zena Wogram, our colleague with German broadcaster AMS. In fact, the Danes are way ahead of us. They got started during the oil crisis in the 1970s and have raised taxes on oil and gas, thus improving the environment for renewables. They have pushed district heating solutions and also promoted public sector and not-for-profit projects. But the Danes have also created the possibility of compulsory connection, even in existing buildings, which would not be possible under German law. So, when people do get around to bringing their buildings into the 21st century, where do they usually start? According to a study by the European Environmental Agency, the most frequently performed works involve improved insulation and double or triple glazing. Yet going forward, a more holistic approach needs to be taken in order to minimize the building's overall carbon footprint. As Mette Quist, director of Green Building Council Denmark, tells our Danish colleague. Hvis man kigger på bygningsmassen som helhed, så kan nyere byggeri jo det performer langt bedre end en ældre byggeri. If you look at the building stock as a whole, new construction performs much better than older constructions in terms of operating energy. We have a lot of old buildings, so what should we be demanding here? It's important that we do not just sleep like Sleeping Beauty, thinking, oh well, we have energy labels A, B, C, D. We really need to ask the right questions. What makes sense for this specific building? If there is a known fossil energy supply, if there is a district heating or other good solution, then it may make sense to focus on saving energy and also on the materials used if you need to renovate, how much energy is embedded in those materials. In Denmark, we are off to a good start with non-fossil energy, but we have so far failed to focus on the materials we put in our buildings. It is not a one-size-fits-all thing. It depends on what condition the building is in and on the type of energy supply. Mariana Sijanec-Savrl from Ljubljana's CRMK Building and Civil Engineering Institute says that Slovenia is heading down a similar path when it comes to lowering the carbon footprint of buildings. Our task is becoming more difficult and probably more expensive. Greenhouse gas emissions will no longer be reduced only through energy efficiency and a transition to renewable sources, but also through the selection of materials with a lower carbon footprint. This is a big chance for our sector. We will have to pay a lot of attention to this in the future. This is, of course, good news for society as a whole. If citizens are expected to do what they can to make their buildings leaner and greener, then it's only fair that the building industry shelves its initial ambivalence and plays its part. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And we meet again soon for a new episode where we're going to talk about flowers. Till then, 